Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. You get the bonus driving commute today. Lucky you. My um, riding buddies, Sage Walker and Jim Sorensen. I don't know why I just bumbled his name. Jim Sorensen are coming up from Albuquerque to have breakfast with me. I guess it fully counts as breakfast. It's, um, I'm meeting them at 9 at the Tea House, which is one of our favorite spots. The Tea House is where I once saw Neil Gaiman, but I was way too chicken shit to say anything to him. I think I just had like too much of a little fangirl moment. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of my friends know Neil really well, you know, like if he comes to town, they see him and chat and so forth. So I have yet to, um, I've yet to ask, <laughs> like, the next time Neil hangs with you, can I come hang too? And I promise not to be a dork, except I probably can't promise that. Oh, I got all wrapped up in all of this. Today is Monday, October 28th. So it's, um, it's a very pretty morning here. We've had a lovely swirling snow globe kind of snow, but it's melting off now. It was barely enough to freeze. It was like hovering right around 30 degrees. And so they were a little bit uncertain if they would drive up because, of course, Albuquerque is significantly lower altitude um, by about two or three thousand feet depending on the location I'm gonna stay in your lane yay thank you um, and so warmer right here the altitude makes all the difference in temperature so sage was a little concerned about uh, coming up into winter but Jim convinced her he does the driving. So it'll be lovely to chat with them. We're doing it on a Monday, which is odd for us because uh, we couldn't find a good weekend time. And we do try to get together like once a month. They used to be in my Santa Fe critique group and would both come up for that on Sundays. And then I just didn't want to do the critique group anymore. I think I talked about that some on the podcast. I just wasn't getting that much out of it. And it was starting to feel like, it was actually starting to feel kind of destructive to me. Um, Sage and Jim both give me really great feedback. But I don't know, I often get in this place with other people who write science fiction and fantasy where they try to get me to be not the writer that I am. And I think I'll turn on my headlights. This car has manual headlights. Everybody else has auto headlights now, but mine are manual. So I sort of have to judge by it's like, oh, do all the other cars have their headlights on? All right. <laughs> there was a time back in the day, you kids, when everybody's headlights were manual and you had to decide for yourself if you thought they needed to be on. Let me tell you.
so yeah it's it's really good to get together with them and talk and Sage just really isn't writing anymore and then Jim and I had been working on that collaboration but now we're both off on our own projects I got um, much better progress on Fate of the Tala last week I got 12,000 words on it, which was the best that I've done so far. It's certainly not the best I've done in any week ever. But I, and I know Library Addict, you in particular, messaged me about this, um, that I should not have been trying for 4,000 words a day. I know you can, yes, you're right, you're right. I, if you were here, I would like buy you a cookie or a cocktail because you were right, I shouldn't have tried for it. Um, the thing is, <laughs> I know I can write 4,000 words a day, but yeah, it's not all that sustainable, I guess. But it also creates a psychological barrier when I'm trying to ramp up again. And so it's pretty, it's an interesting thing to me that 3,000 words a day not only is doable and sustainable to me, but it somehow seems so much more pre uh, uh, reachable, attainable than 4,000. And I couldn't tell you. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> but knowing that I have to get, just try to get to 3,000 words a day makes all the difference in the world for me as far as getting into that creative flow and not feeling pressured and I know I say this over and over and I ask you to remind me and then you remind me and I'm like yeah but what do they know <laughs> this is clearly my particular circle of hell I'm cursed to be looped into one day I shall learn until then I shall continue to retread this particular path so, so yeah, I, um, part of this was influenced by assistant Kareen, who apparently knows me better than I know myself also, because she said, well, that she just went ahead and set the release date at December 15th that she, and she said, we can always move it up if you think you're going to go faster. And I realized that just going for December 15th, that also took a lot of pressure off. I would have liked to get it out in November, but there's no crushing reason to do that. And now that gives me some room to know that I can go back and clean up some of this early stuff in there. I think that there are things in the first part that are maybe repetitive or taking too long. So... So yeah, now it's got good momentum, and I did some work on it for an hour this morning before we, before I got in the car here, and it's kind of nice to get out into this pretty snowy morning and be heading to the tea house to have cool writer tea with my friends, coffee, multiple cups of coffee in one morning, it's always a good thing. And I had a pretty good weekend. I um, just mostly did a lot of business and chores. And I'd been thinking about, like, trying to do some writing over the weekend. I'm going to take the back way here. Go up to Trails Road. 
it's um it's all very pretty here for those of you who don't aren't familiar with the area you know we don't have big trees for the most part everything's sort of these low pinion pine and the juniper and they get this dusting of snow on it and I'm driving along this winding road that has driveways off of it but for the most part you can't really see the houses because of course they're all this low architecture that blends in with the landscape and and then they're hidden behind the the pinion and juniper so it look, sort of looks like just driving along this little two-lane road amidst the trees with the falling snow ah. <laughs> of course it wouldn't be good if I go off into the barrow ditch there. <laughs> On Sunday, I went to um, my vinyasa yoga class. And this has been kind of sticking with me ever since. That, the, you know, I, I go to two. Um, and I've been going to them for, it's coming up on two years now. I went to uh, my first yoga classes and right after Christmas, two years ago, because my back was really starting to get to me. I have, um, I have a weak back. Is a weak back the right word for it? When I was an adolescent, I had scoliosis and also a kyphosis. So scoliosis is the S-curve, kyphosis is like the hunchback. I had to wear a back brace when I was a teenager. I was Deanie. Um, Interestingly enough, I didn't love that book. Maybe it just hit too close to home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, no, I didn't want to wear my back brace to the high school dance. In fact, I didn't. I, I was fortunate enough that I really only had to wear it at night or when I was at home. I didn't have to wear it to school. And maybe the idea of Deanie having to wear it to school seemed so mortifying to me that I just couldn't I don't know I yeah I have a lot of weird associations with that book that's funny I should go back and read it probably anyway so a couple years ago I was really noticing that my back was starting to um, cramp on me and I started going to yoga and I also wanted to find more ways to build up my muscle mass you know as a woman in middle age where told that we just sort of progressively lose muscle mass <laughs> on a daily basis. It just kind of erodes. Um, so I've been going to yin yoga, which is really great for relaxing, especially that uh, back of my neck. I do so much walking on the treadmill, too, that it helps get into my um, quads and my hamstrings and I'm not nearly as flexible as I used to be in my youth, which I know goes without saying, but it's still kind of perplexing to me. It's like, really? Really am I still not flexible? I also don't work on it assiduously at home, which I might have to start doing. But anyway, the vinyasa yoga class on Saturday mornings, I've probably only been going to that for like a year or so because I, I played around and tried different classes. But this one is 8 a.m. Saturday morning, so it's a good time. It's taught by my favorite teacher, um, Melissa, who also teaches the yin yoga class. 
I like her so much that I often don't go to the classes if she has someone else if she has someone else teaching. Um, her style of teaching really works for me. But when I started with the vinyasa class, I could just really barely do any of it at all because there's a whole lot of stuff in it that's things like um, plank pose and when you go through the con connecting vinyasa you know you sort of lower yourself down like you're in a push-up and then go down and curve up bend your back and then push yourself up into downward dog and it's a lot of arm and shoulder work and my arms were not strong I'm, so I'm much better now. I can really work my way through the connecting vinyasas. And I can do a lot of the um, standing deep knee poses like warrior pose because I still have pretty good leg strength from all the years that I did martial arts. But in other ways, I'm not terribly coordinated. Uh, and I have... I have this insecurity about it still from being the skinny, brainy little girl who was not athletically talented. Um, and I always felt like that was a big failing on my part, that I was not more athletically talented. I know my um, stepfather tried pretty hard, you know, tried really hard to teach me to do stuff, you know, and I was not that great at it. And our, their friends and our neighbors, their daughters, uh, were very athletic, you know, and played in the tennis tournaments like Leo did. And, you know, like one of them had a tennis scholarship to Northwestern. And I always kind of felt like, you know, that Leo would have preferred for me to he would have liked to have the daughter at the tennis scholarship to Northwestern instead of the National Merit Scholar who went to Wash U. Um, I could have gone to Northwestern. The college wasn't so much the deal. But my mom says that that's not true, that he was very proud of me. But I think he would have liked to have a more athletic daughter, and that's kind of stuck with me all these years. Anyway, I do have a point on this whole story. I probably should have led with it. But... No revising. Uh, as I was leaving the class, my teacher Melissa pulled aside another gal, much younger. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that without hesitation. But this gal is probably like in her twenties or maybe early thirties. But Melissa pulled her aside and she said, "You had a really nice practice today." And the gal was all beaming and she said, "Yes, I did." And I was thinking, I wonder what that was. I wonder what made her have a really nice practice. Was it that she did everything with beauty and grace? Did she do it really strongly? Uh, you know, like I was kind of proud of myself because I made it through the whole class without having to take a break. I did all of the connecting vinyasas. Um, but you know, like when everyone else in the class, and, and I do pretty much stay in my own sphere. I really do concentrate on what's going on with me. Um, one of my personal mottos, keeping my eyes on my own work. And, 
but you know, I, I am aware that I am not as good as the other people in the class. You know, when you, when everybody else is in tree pose on one leg with their arms gracefully extended to the sky and I'm falling over and I don't like to, I'll go over to the wall so I can put my hands on like don't completely fall over but I don't quite have that you know a lot of those balance poses I'm not there yet so so you know it's like I, I notice that I am lacking in certain ways but what <laughs> so it's like so was it just that she didn't fall over during tree pose or I just keep thinking I've been thinking about that ever since what does a really nice practice look like and I'm sure that feeds into my whole thing about you know that not being all that great with physical stuff and and really it doesn't matter right I mean, that's, that's a big part of this is that I'm doing the yoga for my health and for personal improvement. You know, I don't know if like saying, oh, you had a really nice practice is like, oh, you should become a yoga teacher. Uh, you know, I have no interest in becoming a yoga teacher. Nobody wants me to teach them yoga. But I don't know. It would be nice. Sometimes I think it would be really nice, you know, to sort of be one of the graceful, serene people who float from pose to pose and do everything with power, beauty, and grace. But at the same time, I'm also aware that what's most important is that I pursue my own goals and that I work at what I'm trying to do for me. Boy, over here, I'm, I'm over at Canyon Road now. I'm nearly there, and it is just snowing to beat the band. I don't even know what that means, to beat the band, to beat what band. Anyway, it's <laughs> really snowing and kind of sticking, so hopefully it won't be a pain for me to leave again. I'm sort of considering whether I should go down into the parking lot with the steep driveway. The Jag has so much torque, it doesn't always do well on slick stuff. But I don't think the road is freezing. So, anyway, that's sort of what I keep thinking about. And, and I said something to David about the vinyasa class, not this particular one before. You know, like how I was getting better at some aspect of it. And he kind of looked at me funny and he said, well, aren't you just doing this to um, try to retain your flexibility and for your health? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but part of me secretly yearns still for the, you had a really nice practice. Maybe we just never lose those, um, those early feelings, right? The, we always talk about the inner child, right? Or some psychologists talk about the inner child. You know, maybe we never quite lose that, what the, our younger selves wanted. <laughs> you know, the my younger self who was the the girl who hid in the bathrooms during dodgeball 
you know, like they would always yell at you. I always hated that about sports in school. Is, you know, like how much yelling there was. Um, you know, and they would always yell at you, don't be afraid of the ball. And it's like, well, but I don't want the ball flying at my head. <laughs> you know, it's very nice. I am going down the steep driveway. And there's a parking place, so yay. Tea house parking only. Okay, why do you have your reverse lights on in California? I guess they're decided that they're are they straightening out? I guess so. Okay, I'm gonna straighten out too. So there's plenty of parking for other people. Alrighty. Well here I am. Nope, I guess they're going to leave. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> nope, they're straightening out yet more. Maybe they felt like I parked too close to them. Who knows? Who knows? All right, so I am going to go in and have my coffee. And I hope that you all have a wonderful Monday. And, oh, I did, did I memorize it? I should say that um, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. And you can check out the amazing other podcasts at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.